New Vision is a church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and it is passionate about people getting in the scripture. Thank you for joining us as we step into this scripture reading through the book of Galatians. Hey guys, we are in day eight of our Galatians reading plan. We're reading through chapter four, verses eight through 31. And today we have Joseph Brasher. Once again, he is our adult ministry pastor. Joseph, welcome again. Man, glad to be back. Glad, glad, glad y'all let me come back. Man, you did such a good job. We had to. We didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, right. Did now you you mentioned that you uh, were going to have your family like all of your podcasts, so you had the most popular one on Podbean. Yes, uh, I probably cheated a little bit, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I think they liked it. You yeah. Know, so well, yeah. I mean, if you got the most popular, you win, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you win. <laughs> So in each podcast, we try to learn a little bit more about those that are serving within the church. And, and yeah. you know, last time you shared with us your uh, schooling and your family and yeah. your what you do for fun. Right. Uh, let's explore creativity. What are some ways that, that, you know, I guess you practice creativity in your personal life or even into work and ministry? You know, I, I love uh, I love just being creative. I, I, I think it's, um, it, it's kind of one of those things of where, you just really get to just show your personality in different ways. You know, uh, I, I'm going to tell you some stuff that probably you wouldn't guess about me, you know, just just hearing about. You know, uh, you know, Robert, something that we probably share is that I love to play guitar. Uh-huh. Now, you will never probably put me on stage. I don't know the numbering system. I don't know, you know, I'm like a strummer, play by ear, you know, all that good stuff, but – I just love, you know, doing that sometimes, you know, kids are playing, I'll get it out and just kind of mess around, you know, and all that, play some old Beatles, you know, uh, my parents were Beatles people. So, you know, I'll do that, play a little worship stuff here and there, but I, I love playing, you know, and uh, I used to back in the day, you know, used to write a little music, watch okay. out, you know, okay. but, watch uh, out. Uh, but anyways, that was creativity. You know, uh, I love writing stories. Uh, Before you hop yes. into that, you you can learn Nashville number system. I, I promise you that. In fact, I'm going to challenge you to learn that. And then wow. next small group launch, you're yes. going to play acoustic guitar with us. How about it? <laughs> How about it? We, Commitment right now. Wow. On on the pressure is on. You know what? Okay. Okay. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, well, you, I interrupted you. I interrupted, I interrupted you. What are some other ways you're creative? Yeah, uh, I love writing. Love writing stories. Um, you know, I've I've done just a couple of you know just little like short story books. You know, uh, and so uh, I wrote one. You know, about like the how the thief on the cross uh, came to be the thief on the cross. You know, which is just a fun, just kind of exploring a little bit of the history that's there. Uh, and then I've just written you know some stuff about you know for my daughter's age, uh, just uh, some. Uh, just some fiction stories, you know. That's fun. Uh, so that's just some stuff I, I just love doing. And You're a I, man of mystery. Yes, dude. I'll tell I, you I'm what. Telling you, there's some stories about me out there, legends. <laughs> legends. Uh, that, so so what about ministry? Well, <laughs> How does this work in ministry? Well, I, I tell you, I'd love to constantly be creative in ministry just to think outside the box. You know, the Lord gave us a, a mind of creativity. He's a, he's a God of creativity. And, and so because of that, I think, you know, we can get caught into some just some routines. We can get caught into just some things. I mean, there's some core elements we need to have, yes, but 
beyond that, man, we got to think outside, uh, think of new ways to reach people, to connect people. And, and I mean, and really during this season, I mean, we're experiencing that of where it's almost like we're pushed into a creative moment. And uh, I love it. I thrive on this, these moments. And so, uh, you know, where we're thinking about online groups, you know, that was something we were thinking about down the road of how we were going to bring it about. But man, now we're in a place where we're having to think creatively and, you know, how can we connect more people? And so I, I love thinking in those ways. Well, you certainly are a creative guy. I'm grateful to be on the team with you, excited about this season. I know it's inconvenient, but I really do believe God's going to do something special. Let's go ahead and transition into the scripture. Uh, day 8, Galatians 4, verses 8 through 31. You're reading from the NIV. Let's go for it. Okay. Um, so just kind of re- remembering the the context here, uh, you know, Galatians chapter 4, you know, Paul's really talking here to you, to the, the church about uh, what it is to be children of God. And so the, the reality is, is that they were kind of not acting like children of God. Uh, I think about it almost like, uh, you know, uh, Robert, you and I, we've, uh, we've done some hunting before, you know, and uh, uh, we've fished together and all those things. And, mm-hmm. and probably one of the most beautiful things sometimes you could be outside in the early morning and there could be that fog. It's maybe just sitting there over water or sitting there out in the woods, you know, whatever it may be, over a field. But whenever the sun rises up, that's when you start to see that fog just slowly start to go away. In a lot of ways, that's kind of what was happening in that Paul's addressing in Galatians 4 is that he's saying, you know what, there's this fog that's sitting there in front of you that's that's like blurring your vision. You're not really seeing what it is to be a follower of Christ clearly, a son, an heir of Christ clearly. And so he's going to speak into that. And so that's where we're going to pick up here in uh, uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 8. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not God's. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable principles? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You're observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that uh, somehow I've wasted my efforts on you. So he's talking about there was this, uh, whenever they came to know Christ, uh, we they're looking at, okay, here it is. I'm a child of God. But now they're thinking about, here's the former things. And, and Paul's saying, you're, you're going back to those things. That's where you used to be. But now they're trying to observe all these, all these festivals, all these traditions all over again. And listen to this next part, because I think this is so key, because you're going to really hear the tone here of Paul. You're going to hear almost this pleading that he has, this this urging, I see him crying. I could almost see him just even angry a little bit whenever he's saying this. But, but listen to what he says in verse 12. I plead with you, brothers, become like me, for I became like you. you. You've done me no wrong. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. Even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Well, what has happened to all of your joy? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? So 
So Paul looks at the circumstances of what's happening there with the people. He's he's looking at how there was a time they welcomed him. They welcomed the preaching that he came, even though he was sick, or uh, some people say he had an eye problem that was going here. Um, we can see him reference that in other uh, other letters that he wrote. And he's saying, you you welcomed me. You brought me in. You you helped me during this time. Even, even as if I was Jesus there himself preaching to you, you welcomed me. But then something happened. Something, something changed. And he says there, verse, verse 16, have I now become your enemy by telling you the, the truth? And so he's saying, man, there, there used to be this time where you had fruits of freedom. There used to be this time where you were really just showing uh, true fruits. But then he gets into verse 17. These Those people are zealous to win you over, uh, but for no good. He's talking about the Judaizers. Uh, what they, the Judaizers, want is to alienate you from us so that you may be zealous for them. It is fine to be zealous, uh, provided the purpose is good, and to be so always and not just when I'm with you. Um, my dear children, for who I'm again— in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I could be with you now and change my tone because I'm perplexed about you. So he he's even looking at, man, what are the motives behind what you're doing? You know, uh, we, we sometimes do that with our kids, right? We're looking at our kids and we go, why in the world did you do that? You know, um, and sometimes we even look at, we tell our kids, don't, don't do this just because I'm here, right? Do good, uh, obey, even whenever I'm away. That's really kind of a a way that you know that you're doing good parenting is whenever your kids are obeying, even whenever you're not around. And that's what Paul's even talking about. Look there, verse 21. He says, Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born in an ordinary way, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of a promise. It was a miracle that these things happened. Verse 24, these things may be taken figuratively, for the women represents two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. Now, Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother, for it is written, Be glad, O barren woman, who bears no children. Break forth and cry loud, you who have no labor pains, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband." Now you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. At that, at that time, the son born in the ordinary way persecuted the son born by the power of the Spirit. It is the same now. But what does the Scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with a free woman's son. Therefore, brothers, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. So, Paul finishes this part of his writing, and he's talking about this picture of Isaac and Ishmael, right? We talked about even in the last podcast series, there was that picture of Jacob, Esau. So we have Isaac, Ishmael. So quick things. Ishmael, born of a slave, Hagar, ordinary way. Isaac came later 
by a promise of God in the old age of Sarah. And it was a powerful thing because it was he was born of a promise in that. Ishmael, he persecuted Isaac. In Ishmael, uh, we see he was living for the current Jer- Jerusalem. This means that Ishmael represented people living under the law. Isaac, however, was living for higher Jerusalem, meaning the free Jerusalem, the promise of heaven, the coming of the kingdom. So what does that mean to us today? Big thing. Whenever we place our faith in Christ, whenever we trust in Christ, we are no longer living under the law. We're no longer living as slaves. We're no longer living in an ordinary birth. Whenever we're born again, we place our faith in Christ. We are to see here that we are to live as children of freedom. We're living by the promises of God. That's what that's what Paul's reminding uh, these these Galatians. Don't live under this false uh, false way of living. This fog that's before you. Live under the freedom of Christ, and He's going to really hit it. You know, hit it strong even more. So. That's just a great truth just to carry with you today. Live in the freedom of Christ. Thank you, my friend, for your time today. No problem. Enjoy it, man. Guys, we'll see you tomorrow for day nine of Galatians. Uh, what, what translation are you reading out of? NIV. NIV? Okay.